0: Hello, welcome to Circuit and Gear, a podcast where we discuss scenic automation and other interesting tech. I'm Gareth Connor. I'm Mike Wade.
1: I'm Nicole Kent. What? And I'm oh. Pete Veo. Oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> where did everybody come from? <laughs> Group activity.
0: <laughs> so we're live at the uh, trade show floor in Louisville at USIT 2019. Yeah, coming at you. <clears throat> and we thought we'd take advantage of it and yeah. get every well, not everybody. Cody's still asleep or drunk or something, but, um, or or both. both. Yeah, <laughs> why choose?
1: Or he's slowly taking over the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> totally possible. Yeah,
0: yeah, very very slowly. Um,
2: we're all in the same time zone. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm much colder in Louisville than in California. It's <laughs> not pleasant. Yeah, because for folks that don't remember, Pete, where do you usually? Yeah, I am. I'm based out of Los Angeles proper, so. All of the other northeast people are used to this less than 70-degree weather, (laughs) and I am not. I was excited.
1: There was no ice anywhere. It was great. Yeah, right? It
0: was pretty okay. Yeah, and there's not nearly as many fires.
2: I'm okay with fires. (laughs) Fires are fine. 42 degrees in the morning is not.
0: Fires keep you warm. (laughs) Cool, yeah, so it's pretty fun to all be in the same place All be in the same time zone We are sitting on top of our turntable And our cushy uh, orange chairs And uh, yeah, just going to talk about a few things Um, Oh, Mike's busting out some selfies (laughs) Group (laughs) selfies So uh, the first thing we got on the docket Was we're going to talk about some chain motors Um, We just recently had a job that uh, giant wall that was how heavy? Like 28,000 and change pounds. <laughs> Oof. Throw in a couple extra. It right. was <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. a lot. Um, and we ended up doing picking it with 14 two-ton ch- chain motors all grouped together with Spike Mark's fancy new grouping. Well, not so new anymore, but matured grouping fa- <laughs> functionality, right? Let it breathe for a little while. <laughs> it's got a good
3: nose. <laughs> Fully updated it's, on our website for download. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a that was a that was a pretty badass project. And I mean, in the shop, just load testing two ton chain motors was, was
0: it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. And Belfort had to come up with a usually. So anyone who's been to the shop knows that. So we we're in this old. Factory-looking building um, from way back when, and we have one giant steel beam, and that's usually our load testing beam because it's the thing that's not made of wood. And <laughs> <laughs> it's character. <laughs> it's character. But for the two-ton chain motors, we r- working the schedule out, realized we we're going to have to test them in pairs simultaneously, and we're like, "There's no way that our as great as our steel beam as our one steel beam is. There's no way that's going to hold up to the e-stop testing of four tons." But
1: we happen to have a covered loading dock area.
0: (laughs) So we actually, uh, we took one of our other units, the one that our uh, CNC router table, which is currently just a table, um, is stored, and we erected a giant mod truss arch.
3: It was badass. Yeah. Three 12-inch pieces laminated together at the top.
0: Yeah. That header beam was massive. Yeah. 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 I think we got that all from, I think we rented it all from Showman.
3: Yeah, 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 all from Showman. Yeah, made a big giant
0: tower. Harry ran the numbers. Harry ran the numbers. You resolved the forces correctly. (laughs) Yes, right into the floor. Mm. And for counterweight,
1: we ended up doing really big, really heavy cement blocks. (laughs)
4: Yeah, (laughs) that's right.
1: Again, stellar for Brian (laughs) for thinking about it. It's exciting to
2: watch from afar, like, wow, that's.
1: <laughs> it's not light. It's really no, is like, two
2: tons, huh?
1: <laughs> right, can you imagine what else we could have used? Like, can I get a horse, please? <laughs> like, yeah. like.
3: Well, we stuck it on the scale, and I think we ended up chipping off a bunch of a bunch of weight.
1: Chipping cement. To That's get what it, we do To get it down to two
3: tons. Somebody's yeah. got to break rocks. <laughs> yeah. We're just, uh, I got you.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brian, Brian and, and the Brian. sleeves up and... Yeah, the,
2: no, he the Bryans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They looking were for, out there. for interns.
0: <laughs> 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 you like automation? Fantastic. You good <laughs> with a diamond blade? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and I think Breezy was helping him, right? There's a demo. Yeah, yeah the two yeah. of them, Cement, Cement City.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Bryans <laughs> took yeah. care of... Artisanally crafting those cement blocks right into 2,000 pounds because they came in slightly over. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> it's not an accurate, <laughs> an accurate <laughs> measurement. <laughs> yeah, so they just kept cutting, cutting, and cutting and cut and until they got exactly 2,000 pounds out of it. Well, pretty exactly. Yeah. Pretty damn exactly. Yeah, and the timing was kind of nutty on that, right? What was the.
2: Yeah, that that
0: whole project kind of came in,
2: it was a slow burn until it wasn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because that <laughs> was more like an explosion.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, we started talking with that about that project back in November, right um, And it was something that was kind of on, on a schedule on this client's schedule of what they wanted to do, and, and this was a great idea, and it kind of kept getting pushed back until what early January? Yeah. At which point, it was a, okay, they gave us the green light, and we had to go, and there was a hard deadline of delivery.
0: Yeah, which was like Feb 27 or 25. Yeah, or yeah, it was,
2: they had really counted down the time of, you guys said six weeks, here's six weeks in a day. <laughs> yeah. There's a little extra in there. We padded the schedule. Yeah. You well, have hours. the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it was great because it was, cause it, was yeah. it was like, we used, you know, more than just the mechanical chops we've got. We used a lot of project management of really dialing down how long does it take to build, test, every bit of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. and.
3: Came up with some crazy Excel schedule to put it all together after a lot of after a lot of disbelief that we could actually do it in the, <laughs> the timeline we had, and um, and some other tweaks to to OTS to our internal database, which was super awesome.
0: Yeah, and um, and because we since we've been, I think we talked a little bit about those OTS tweaks like maybe five or six months ago, and luckily we so like our last podcast. Yeah, it was like our <laughs> last or the planning stage of our last podcast. Um, the the uh, so we've been tracking all of the time spent on each chain hoist. So we were yep. able to say, like, with pretty good certainty, like, no, no, it takes this long. Yeah. And when the some of the folks in the shop were like, well, but, what?" you know, sometimes they don't work out. You're like, no, no, yep, this accounts for it's all of that. All it's of it. all tracked in did there. You, so yes. Did you log your time the last time we did this? <laughs> <laughs> then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. And so we had it scheduled down pretty tight. And actually, as crazy as it was, one of the things – I think we're all proud of is that it didn't get nutty nutty ever in the shop floor like we never had i mean the last weekend was certainly the roughest but yeah. leading up to that nobody was pulling like 60 hour weeks or, or anything And it was no, and we were, we were selectively them. able to bring in the right people at yeah. the right stages so. i think
1: that also has to do with the process though like we pre-planned a whole bunch of stuff you guys pre-made a whole bunch of ends and tails to make As soon as certain things came in, you were able to move ahead because we hit a bunch of roadblocks.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And the shipping was kind of nutty, right? It was totally nuts. (laughs) Because we were looking at, like, how this is going to lay out.
3: I mean, it was... I think we're going to have to ship those chain motors from Virginia on an airplane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. There's a lot of talk about air freight to get the final delivery. But, again, as part of the planning, we're like, you know what's really heavy? Cable. Like mm-hmm. and Let's you know what we could build slow. right now? Mm-hmm. Cable. <laughs> we yeah, you
3: know what was the last thing to get there? Cable.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> actually that's untrue. That's it was no it, it was the distro. distro <laughs>
4: which the was actually like
0: almost in town. Yeah. <laughs> for the yeah. the final job site. But anyway. But yeah, it was it was crazy cool um how we got it all done. Once the chain motors came in, um, <laughs> we got like right on it and wired up the first round and rolled we had a a great little production line scheme going we had like these little stands yeah. that we made and almost everybody production lined it together and then we rolled the first batch over hung them up that night put clipped on the first weight turned it on and just the sad, sad noise of a chain motor not lifting anything and squealing yeah. through its cr- clutch. It was. Like, it was
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we can laugh about it now. <laughs> at the time, I don't you know about tears, but <laughs> it did not seem so funny at the time. <laughs> nope, yeah. not a lot of humor. Dear customer,
1: I you think not want showed, to change that, would you?
3: I showed up the next morning to hop in on the on the line, and <laughs> and you were like hey, so have you looked at Basecamp? And I was like, no, no, I've been driving. Why, what's going on? Maybe you should look at Basecamp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'll like it better if you yeah. read it yourself. <laughs> so what had happened was, uh, unfortunately that somewhere along the line internally uh, at CM, they there was just a miscommunication about the rating of the hoist, the D8 versus the D8 plus. So, these all got clutched as if they were D8 plus, so they were at half, half capacity the on yeah. their clutch. So they're two ton chain hoists that could yep. lift roughly one ton. Yep, half the speed, half yep. the weight. Yep, not awesome. <laughs> not awesome. <Right>. And <laughs> that shipping date? Not moving. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like it's one of those story, one of those moments where you're like, all the planning in the world, right? And you're like, okay. nope. Yeah, oh, this is a problem. Bad, this, is be, kinda, this is gonna be this gonna be kind of this is gonna be kind of poor. But uh, as disappointing as that was. CM, CM really.
4: They really trued, stepped up. Uh,
0: yeah, to make it happen. Our
3: our sales contact guy is, was, answered his phone at whatever time we figured it out, seven o'clock at yeah,
0: night. Yeah, like seven o'clock at night, well after business hours, and, picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. As, especially when you know, when somebody's calling you at that time of night, right? You're like, this is not good. Yeah, this right? just can't be okay. <laughs> is, no one's ever sure. like, hey, I just want to call you up and say high fives all around. This yeah. is awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you know what? Sixteen of those and yeah, twelve other ones or something yeah. in the same order. And
0: it was like uh, yeah, sixteen and yeah. six or something. Yeah, yeah. And six, But yeah. see, I'm really like they kicked it because they kicked it. They yeah. they got us parts. They got
4: us.
2: They got us a technician. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. It was like no, he'll yeah. be there. But there's a snowstorm. He'll be there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Got a local. Got somebody from a local. One of the local
0: industrial. That's well, right. And he folks. stayed
1: longer than we yeah. thought he could stay.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. right. Now they they left him there to keep working on it. So <laughs> it was really, it was really great. Like all those clutch, the, the new clutches all showed up, like just Swap not dude. the next day, but the the day yeah. following. Because obviously it was like seven o'clock that night. There was no way to do that. But the yeah. they FedExed all that stuff up. Like you said, it, they, yeah. yeah, got the, got a guy. It was, it was an impress. It's one of those great stories where you're like, look, everyone screws it up. And we certainly screw it up all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> happens. More, more of that more later. Than, <laughs> <more> <laughs> <time>. <laughs> but like the difference is, you know, how do you handle it? Right. And that, you know, what yeah. could have been an awful experience ended up being a real testimonial yeah. to their, their, how they stand behind their products. Yeah, it's
2: so. good. I mean, and end of the day, we,
0: it made it so we could deliver.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, No, right. it totally, yeah. it totally did. You know, we, all the planning in the world, one hiccup could have right. derailed everything. And it, but they, they
0: stepped up and it let everything keep flowing. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, we never had to uh, go back to our customer and, nope. and beg for another day or two, which was not going to happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> beg all you want. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, you were talking about flying from Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me check my Rolodex for the next automation company. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, so I'm I'm just pulling up my list here. Oh, um, yeah, I'm just looking at it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it. the, ne- the <laughs> next True. challenge. Yeah, is, the next challenge.
3: Yeah, is we're like these two ton these two ton machines going in, and we are to get hearing squeaking like some pretty awful, pretty wretched squeaking, and we're like, man, what? Not is like
4: beep beep beep. Like no, ah, like, ah, yeah, ah, like ah, yeah like
3: woof. Ah, ah, <laughs> man, that, that doesn't sound sound good. (laughs) (laughs) Get on my board. Yeah. Get on the board next. (laughs) um, And we were digging through and we're like, man, like we had taken all, you know, all these machines that come apart. We replaced all the clutches. We put them all back together. We're like, did we do like, was there some, we fucked something up in there? Like, how'd that go? And we were finally I mean, we were beaten on this thing. We had taken apart blocks, we got more blocks shipped to We us. had
0: filed Fi- yeah <laughs> parts of down. things, castings
3: yeah. and and um
1: things that maybe
4: shouldn't and, have been filed. Uh, I don't know. It's like
3: the, the we dug CM, too deep. The CM tech did was like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, the CM like, tech did, yeah, yeah. This yep, is yep. what's going on, you know, and we were like, Okay, we're yep. following your lead, man. <laughs> and it was like a day and a half into it and we we're getting through, we we're you know, load testing things and we we're like, Holy cow, we're working all right great, this one's working. It's going, it's going 10 minutes. We're at the last slow move. It starts that horrible squeak again. We're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then (laughs) we're all standing around it. I mean, I think it was, if we had had a picture, it would have been comedy. You know, like how many automation folks does it take to actually figure out how to you know, use some automation to find,
4: you know, find a squeak. <laughs> yeah,
3: and um, and I think it was Belfer who kidding. was the first one. I think you, me, and Belfer, all three of us, in like the same within the same like second and a half, we're like that link. Link looks crooked, <laughs> and and it's just like
0: Dunk. it's all under tension. It's like hanging there with two tons hanging on yeah. it, but it was just like five degrees out of plumb. Like, what the heck?
3: Yeah, on the standing side of the of the chain, like never out of tension,
0: right? Right, because we—it's all double purchase. So you got a a block on the hook, a pulley on the hook, and the, um, when they went up, every other p- bit of chain goes into the bag and kind of slacks, and then the oil oozes around. But the bit from from the, from the chain the, from bag to, to the, the to the, motor. <laughs> to the termination yeah. on the motor never comes out of tension, yeah. and never gets a, a chance to get the oil right into the little nook and cranny. Lessons learned. <laughs> Lessons <laughs> learned. <laughs> and we're like, get the get a, got a can of the bar and chain lube and. Ksh, 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 and the squeak went away. Gone. Gone. <laughs> do we have a magic sound? Yeah. Fairy
4: dust. <laughs>
0: oh, I think we do, actually. Hold
1: on.
3: <laughs> Winner. Uh, but then, so then we got through all of these challenges, and we got through all these hiccups, and they were the customers in the shop, and they were like, hey, so that's really cool that you can move two tons at, you know, whatever, 14 inches a second. But uh, how, about, how about if we could move two tons at, like,
0: like a sixteenth inch yeah. a second, fifty thou a second. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, let's um. <laughs> let's <try laughs> well, and, and Cody later admitted to me because I'm standing there talking to the to the client, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's no problem." Cody, just cue it up to fifty thousand a second. And He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem, boss." And cues it up, and later he's like, "We hadn't done that before, and we're just like, let's you know hit it big right now in front of <laughs> yeah. God and everybody. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, it should work, right? (gasps) Yeah, it should.
4: (laughs) But it it did it.
2: It It it. totally did it. And, like, from the customer, he's like, that's cool. Yeah. That that thing is, like, quietly creeping up, and there's two tons hanging off of it. He was impressed. I think everybody was impressed, but he could show it. Right. (laughs) Especially (laughs) Cody,
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It worked.
0: Yeah, because part of the reason was that in final installation, like, once all these LED panels are bolted together, they really want to go slowly, both so that they don't tweak the alignment of the panels, and then also, the assembly process is like, take it up six feet, right, roll, or whatever it is, but and then roll the next set of, next row of panels underneath, and then come back down like an inch and a half, precisely, so we can latch it all together, and uh, to have that kind of, because we were running everything within, it was either 15 thou... I think we cranked it down to fifteen thousandths of an inch on target tolerance. Everything uh-huh. had to hit within fifteen thousand to call the queue done, um, and then running it like fifty thousand fifty thousandths of an inch per second. So yeah. it was pretty. Once we got there, when yeah. <laughs> when Harry and I were actually there the first <laughs> time, we we're like moving the, the giant wall and all the. AV, it was a little bit out of trim, and all the AV guys, right? Like, yeah, can you just, you know, just just flip the wall a little bit, like tilt it down a, l- a little more, like look. We're not just doing anything. Like this thing is super heavy and super expensive and super special to us all. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a beat here and like write a very precise cue and tweak the trim. Take some measurements. Take some measurements. Yeah, yeah we're gonna bust up It's not,
1: the, right, it's not just bump out things. <laughs> exactly,
3: exactly. I oh, know those motors are definitely running slower then. Nope. <laughs> nope, they definitely aren't.
0: But it all worked out really great. I'm totally losing on, like, being able to open my iPad to look at this list. Okay, super slow, super accurate. Sweet. So I think we're on to push-tick mini, right? Unless anyone else has more stuff to say about know No, that, that, the the job is
2: job is done. Job is delivered. Right. Everybody's happy. Yeah. We got paid. I'm happy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Me too. Because <laughs> we got a big check going to see <laughs> in, like, three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it... Although we hadn't used the one ton or two ton CMs before, we had all been doing half ton in our like that's what's in our rental inventory. Yeah. That all worked great. Yeah. And, and the nice to see the chain motor the ability to do chain motors paying off. Right? Yeah. Well oh, but I, I think it, it's a testament to scale.
2: Like as a company, we are doing we're still we're at USHD. D, we're still talking to high school kids. Right. And we're doing turntables. We're also lifting twenty eight thousand pounds. Right. <laughs> You know, and we, we've we got a wide gamut that we can run through.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And on the other end of the spectrum, from Maxi Chain Hoists down to Push Stick Minis. Very cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so, I mean, we've been talking about the Push Stick Minis
3: since last summer when we made the first couple prototypes for a yeah. TV studio. Mm-hmm. And we've been... Working through the process. I mean, you know, longtime listeners I'm sure know all these things and we're, you know, busting through our design process, getting getting everything tightened down, picked up, and um and we got the first six production models yeah. out the door, built out the door to um Houston Ballet. Um
0: where um uh you know, so every and the what was the rig on Houston Ballet? So it was all uh
3: well, there's some cool stuff, Gareth. There's some cool stuff. Um, Was there? The uh, so we had five line sets that we automated. So we flew, we we counterweight assisted two, and then dead hauled three with chain hoists. Um, chain hoist, you say? Chain hoist? <laughs> the hell, you say? Um, uh, yeah, we did some cool stuff like uh, inverted three of them, tied to the bottom of the rail, and. Um, I'm glad the peanut gallery's here. <laughs> Aren't you retired yet? Uh, uh,
0: so we. Um, Jack Miller just made an <laughs> appearance.
3: <laughs> um, the joys of live broadcast. So we had three of them inverted at the, at the rail. So we're picking the arbor out of weight. And, um, and then uh, we rigged it. We came up with this crazy, using our full size push sticks, uh, with this crazy rig to counterweight assist the other two lines because they needed those to go faster we needed you know quicker operation so um and then on each of those tracks we had a mini hanging from the end of unibeam nice and it was running full stage mostly full stage curtains painted goods that were rigged up with a separate backpack rig in there and once once we remembered to put the end stops in everything worked
0: Huh? So what? So the end stops are important for backpacking. Is oh, that right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, just a per, you know, pro tip for anybody out there: um, if you suck up the backpack bracket uh-huh. into the turnaround pulley, okay. I'm with you, you so far, and you got a push stick mini. Running it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you will you will actually splay out and pull apart the master carrier and probably <laughs> shave some off the bottom of the track. I'm just so this is hypothetical. On. Just like you a wild numbers. Yeah. So yeah. the
0: result, the resolution of those yeah. horses? Yeah, 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 it means broken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> broken, not like take it down and fix it. Broken, yeah. like send so it to the, the shop. Shop. Hey, you know you know how we're
3: you know how we're gonna fix that. We're gonna throw that right in the trash, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're gonna find another. Uh, going to find another carrier.
0: <laughs> and then so we're going to put the end stops in. How,
3: <laughs> so how did the
0: backpacking rig really work with the mini? Like, are you backpacking right off of the mini haul? No, line? no, no. So we ran a
3: separate dummy line with the triple E hardware. Ah. So we had two triple E turnarounds bolted to, the, <clears throat> bolted to the bottom of the track. And then okay. um, and then, we, uh, and then uh, those were deaded onto the master carrier. And so the master carrier was just pushing around the, the uh, fiber rope line.
4: As we oh, okay. were pulling
3: around the master carrier with the aircraft cable,
1: dun, dun, dun.
3: Um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. We learned that we had enough. We have enough room in the tensioner to bend the batten. Oh, go too far. Great. Yeah. Yep. Another <laughs> pro tip: If your batten starts looking like an S, you've gone too far. Back off. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was cool. It was. Uh, it was a pretty slick rig, and we we have these. Uh, the minis got this awesome bent steel bracket. Kind of looks like a bug, and it um, bolts onto the to the bottom of the the mini, and then it we've got a big plate to mate into the bottom of the Unibeam. Oh, cool! And so you just slide the thing right in. No messing around with the Unistrut nuts and yeah. all that crap. So oh, so it's just like a long bar. Long that bar.
0: It's into the extrusion yep. slot, like yeah, the T slot. Yeah. It. And that so
1: unit's y- coming in at what 150 pounds. Yes. So.
3: Yeah, the mini is 150 pounds now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> We've done some it's gone through yeah. Weight Watchers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or whatever, you know, Cato or whatever the new one is. <laughs> <laughs> South Beach. Um but um but yeah, they were really they were really slick. That is um, cool. That and, is cool. Uh, there was a there was a quite a bit of disbelief that that the track was gonna accept the mini. Hanging on the end from the local uh, From the local crew. And, uh, and so, you know, we bowled in the first one. We got it there, and they were like, oh, that, that looks kind of cool. We did the second one. By the third one, they were like, excuse me, sir, you yeah, can't touch back. that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um,
3: yeah. And, uh, and we also learned, we also learned on that one, we had uh, six. We sold Houston six of these. And yeah. um, we were using five in the show, and uh, we broke one. We meaning me, <laughs> <laughs> my alter ego. When we were nope, nope, it wasn't even my alter ego. Like, um, as we were loading it in, as we were trying to reeve up the drum, we we're just at the wrong angle looking in, and um, the fair leads can. Uh, well, in the, at that time, <laughs> the, uh, in
4: the model A, <laughs> the model A, uh,
3: the fair lead can uh, has more travel than than there is room. And so we can jam the, the pulley plate,
0: the yeah. side plate
3: of the pulley, right into the
0: top. And the limit switches <laughs> can be set outside, outside of, the <laughs> of the mechanical stopping range. Yeah, so this today <laughs> is You're full really of careful. pro tips from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so, uh, yeah, so we managed to do, we were trying to get the the machine rigged up. I think it was the third one we were on. And, uh, and we turn around. I was like, man, like this thing is still not lined up. I don't know what's going on. Hey, why is the, why is the Acme rod not spinning? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, hey, why is the pulley at the top? Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh God. That's hey. not, aren't those supposed to be perpendicular? Hey, we have a spare one of these, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get the spare. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um,
0: so now that we've all been through this training process, you can see. This yeah. is why it's important to do the limits, which is right. Thanks, guys. Let's take yeah. that one down. Yeah, let's
3: take that one down. <laughs> let's, let's get moving on. Um, yeah. So we're uh, so that was that was a little bit of a bummer. Like we uh, we managed to break that. I managed to break that so severely that we sent it back to the shop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. We
3: ripped out some of the linear bearings. We I bent one of the pulley, one of the fair lead plates, like yeah. twenty degrees. Wrecked the Acme nut. <laughs> broke the acme rod <laughs> you're like well I did I did good yeah go bigger go home yeah yeah, go yeah then go
0: from home. a design side we're like yeah you know what we probably should do is make that not possible to ever happen again like <laughs> hey, check <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a moment of like oh yeah
3: I guess like we had just missed it yep like you know so so now our limits all we're gonna strike our limits our max travel and our limits is actually gonna be just shy of what we what we need to do to get it to wrap right. on, so that um, we can use our fancy limit override buttons. Right. So that you know, when you're pressing the limit override button, you should know that you should also have some eyes down below.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but but to Mike's credit, <laughs> Houston Ballet absolutely loved the project. Houston Ballet like they sent a, a lovely email calling Mike out specifically for all of the time and the attention. Like so,
3: At so first, it wasn't wasn't a sad letter.
2: Oh, I, I had to check to see if there was, like, Mike Wade. And it was like, <laughs> yes, in fact, they used his last name, so it, is, it
4: checked out. Is there another guy?
2: But, like, they they loved it. It started out with a just a call, a couple, like, last summer of, mm-hmm. we have this project, and they described what they wanted a machine to do, and they're like, do you have a thing like that? And we did. We have the prototypes from yeah. the studio job. It was like, yeah. I got a thing. Yeah, let me sell you six, and and we can get it (laughs) going. As long as you don't need them until the winter. But they didn't. It was it was it was a perfect timing. It was it was it worked out great for them. Um, But then Mike really kind of took it and babysat it, and you know went through system diagrams, and it's a it's a good relationship because they can they just kind of hand over the automation project, right? And we're equipped to say
0: okay. What are you trying to do, and what do you have in mind, and then we go for it. And that's really, I think, yeah. where the, you know, again, to Mike's credit, where the tech services part of it comes into play, right? Like we have the product side of it, which is designing the machine, and then, like, but how do you use it? How do you integrate it into your show to actually do the effect, which is a whole other step that needs a lot of attention as well.
1: And I think- well, and training everybody on site with a brand new machine and making sure everybody understands all the good parts and all the bad parts.
0: Right, right. And so, yeah. Running through, these are the different failure modes live uh, with the <laughs> actual pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Next, <seven> <laughs> <training>. <laughs> Next time I'm bringing seven. Six, say, hey, you don't do it. <laughs> 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 no, it was very mm-hmm. successful, right? It was really cool. And I can't wait to see the pictures, because they said they're going to... Yeah, yeah, we've got some pictures th- and videos
2: coming from those folks. Awesome. Um, but they, they love the Push Stick Mini. And the... All of the all of the features that we said this is what we want to build a machine at we want it to be about 150 pounds we want it to have 36 feet of, 36 inches a second travel all of the features that we called out we hit and they're like, yeah that's exactly what I needed a machine to do yeah um, so they they're big fans
0: I, I well, love that machine right? I guess
2: to you
3: know to go back we kind of glossed over it before, but what we ended up with was a 90 pound Line, line pole. pole, yep, which equates to like, which equates to testing a thousand pounds on a wagon, right? Yanking it around at three foot a second,
0: right? And and it's ninety pounds continuous rating, right? But it's and, all it's a four hundred watt and a lot more. It, but it's four hundred. <laughs> it's a four hundred watt servo which can output like three hundred percent that. Um, for like 20, 30 I'm seconds. well aware. Well,
1: you're still <laughs> doing that on 120. It's still only a 120 machine. Yeah,
0: yeah which is really fantastic. Right. Right? You can plug it into the
2: wall. Everybody yeah. loves it. The, we, had a, we have a rental job with him now, and he appreciates the fact he doesn't need to get more distro for, <laughs> right. for the two additional push-stick yeah. minis
0: that he's got coming. He's like, yeah, I can just plug these in. Right. That's fantastic. Um, and all the controls are on board. So yeah. unlike it's more like our Spotline Practical, less like our big-size push-stick. Where it's there's just three inputs into it. There's 110 volt power, so plug it into the wall, e-stop, and Ethernet, and then all your jog controls are right on the piece. So like when you're first yeah. set, you guys probably you must have used the jog, local jog controls. That's so like, how we broke it. That's how you broke it, right? So if you want to break it, <laughs> use the local jog controls. No, no, yeah, they're
3: right on. I mean, it's right on the machine. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. you know, it's right. It's the stage hand is the stage hand is right there for you.
0: Yeah, it's just fantastic, and I think yeah. for. I mean, we call it the Mini, and it is, but it it is, I think, a workhorse machine. Like, I think yeah. a lot of scenery can be moved around with the We're getting lots of really
1: great feedback here at USITT.
0: That's true. That's true. I, I can't wait to see it. And we got more of a – I mean, Pete, you mentioned that uh, we got a rental job with them, so we got units in rental as yeah. well yep. as for sale.
2: Yeah, rentals is, is taking off. People are realizing the amount of rental inventory we have between the push-stick Minis that we have in rental – um, the chain horse that we have in rental that are going out pretty constantly. Like, we have a healthy stock of half-ton, variable-speed, smart chain horse um, that are all available. And now that the word is out, they're kind of zipping around the country. Right. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, even great. our
1: regular push sticks I don't think a lot of people realize how many machines we have in our rental inventory. We just did two rental jobs that went out that each had over 10 different machines on each one. Right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and and it's it's a good combination. We have the machines, we have the control. People are getting both whole packages. A job is getting just some of the some of the control for additional machines that they already have in stock. Um, it makes it so that we have a very flexible solution for customers, um, and I, I think it's it's a win. And the the chain horse is the biggest hit. Yeah, where people are realizing. Yeah. I've got options. It is not just for a load-in. It is for actually moving this rig during show. Right. And as people use them, they're getting really impressed with them. And the fact that we have the pendant, which people are just renting just to play with it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. It's, it, you, don't, you
0: don't have to have it, but you, sh- you want it. Yeah. <laughs> and when we were doing the 14 motor rig, we had a pendant with us on site. And that thing was fantastic. Right? To be able to, both the grouped jogging, right? So on the pendant, it shows up as a one icon when you're in the group, and you can just punch that and either joystick jog or wheel jog on that. And then you can enter into the group and retrim individual motors as well through the pendant. As you're walking around stage with your little touchscreen in your hand, like and your touchscreen in one hand, tape measure in the other, it's pretty fantastic.
2: Yeah. Looks like somebody might have seen something we needed. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, I still get get a customer that's like, oh, I just need a pickle. You don't want to pickle. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like you, once it it starts pit, you start Yeah. You don't want to pickle. Yeah. You don't want to pickle. Okay. This
0: is, this is like,
1: you want to be able to walk out on stage and bump something in and be collaborative with your other designers. This is where it's at.
0: Yeah. And even just like your pre-show checks and all that other stuff, like just to be able to ha- be next to the machine, any machine on the network and yeah. have, you know, grab just spike
1: marks right there in your hand.
0: Yep. It's pretty great. All right. So we're, I think we're to the last topic, Right. Which is good. We're right about on right on time here. Whoa, whoa! Never Maybe we should planning. do this out of the shop. It's an the the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a convention. We're down to a semi-annual podcast. Then. <laughs> uh, so another big thing that we're rolling out here at USITT for the first time for most people to see it is the new OSC features that Christians put into Spike Mark. They are
4: badass.
2: Well, yeah. really technical folks. Yeah. They really listen, took the challenge. <laughs> what is what is OSC? Because
0: Open Sound Control Protocol. Did you know so we do sound? <laughs> <laughs> who, does, who does what now? <laughs> yeah, that so I have this mixing board that yeah. I just <laughs> got. Um, the uh OSC, so it was originally developed to control sound equipment so that Manufacturers could just implement one standard protocol uh, for all the whatever the hell sound people use. I'm not really sure, but the um, but it's been uh, adopted by many other manufacturers for all sorts of equipment. What's cool about the protocol uh, is it, it runs over UDP, so it's a connectionless socket protocol, meaning that like you don't have to. Connect to a server, like like so. Say for instance, our stagehand controllers. We always want to verify that the message we send to them actually got to them, right? Because it's critical that it happens, and so we use a TCP connection. But the UDP protocol, you can just like fire it off into the ether, and hopefully somebody picks it up. If not, no big deal. You don't like fault out the software. Nothing stops. Nothing. Whatever. Um, It's very fast and it's very simple to write. The so it runs over UDP, but then the actual protocol format looks a lot like a URL. It's like slash Q slash one slash start. It's almost like going to a web address, but instead you're just sending a command to another system.
3: And he can send it to you. anybody who accepts OSC. So, I mean, at the moment that's QLab for you know all of the big fancy sound and video folks. Um, any ETC console, right? Any Strand console, yep. Uh, well, I guess any current Strand console. I don't know. I don't know who else. I don't know. You're not Hey, Cody. Cody's
0: on the no. podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it, one of the f- not downsides, but one of the the one of the things you have to account for with uh, OSC is that. Because it's a very flexible URL format, everyone has a slightly different one. So, like, everyone runs queues, but no two consoles yeah. actually run queues with the same URL string. So you need to know, and the, like, QLab publishes a giant list. of Like, these are all, all of our OSC commands. ETC publishes a giant list. Yeah. But you need to, you need know, to know what, what that list format is. is. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to send a string that the thing doesn't... Understand and it's like well, whatever, throw that out. Yeah, know. I'm, I'm, sure just, what you're I'm not listening. Hot dogs, yeah, hot
3: dogs. But we so in SpikeMark we've included two libraries to start right. And we've got a QLab library and a and an EOS Ion library. Yeah. So that we've got some basic commands built in, so you can choose from a list, add whatever variable it is, and
0: and the way that that works, right, is that kind of like the UDP messenger or the Modbus uh, state Modbus messenger. Now there's just an OSC access so you can add an osc access and it shows up like a column as if it were a motor but instead of when you run a queue with an osc message it doesn't try to move to a position it just sends a network message and you hot dogs hot dogs (laughs) 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 and you just punch in the uh ethernet address the ip address of the the server that you're trying to send the message to and the port that it's listening on and then like you're saying mike you can There's a little text field, which if you're good at typing or you know the commands, you can just chunk them in there. If you're
2: an OSC wizard and you just know it, you can just plug it right in. And if not, you can hit the
0: little plus button, and we've got some predefined uh, little libraries and Mm -hmm. variables to enter, which is also super easy if you're not an OSC wizard. Right. And Cody, you helped out on the the UI design of that. Yeah, yeah. We tried to make it as streamlined as we could with some of our other features, so you're kind of looking at similar... Boxes, similar things, so that it's all kind of cohesive throughout the, the software. Yeah, it, it's pretty, pretty slick. And it's really nice because I think having those libraries built in and having that clean UI of how to use them makes it simple that if you're, if you don't know a lot about what OSC is, right? Like if those three letters don't mean anything to you, but you at least grasp, grasp like, oh, I see QLab and EOS. Oh, and run Q. Wait, I'm starting to get this, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What Q number? Okay, I got my Q list here. Right, Q2, this sounds good. Run the Q. Whoa, hey, that worked. (laughs) Right. Kind of fall into the pit of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I think if you're like a more TD automation-minded folk and you're trying to use these features, it's in the spike mark environment and it kind of makes sense. And then if you're coming from the other end coming in, it's pretty clear and pretty intuitive for you to try and get after it and, and understand it and get your show talking across networks.
4: Yeah.
2: So in essence, what you can do with it, is if I'm if I'm gathering it, I can take my my spike mark show, I can take my QLab show, and I can have as my my motors, my my revolver, my push stick mini, as I get to a position or run through a cue and spike mark, that's going to trigger something in QLab, so it can trigger my projections or my sound or yeah whatever I've got programmed in that other that other QLab environment.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right, and it's. Now, and you can tie those things back to positions, you can tie them to timings off of automation, but you can make sure that like, when the automated car hits the wall, like when it actually reaches that position, that's when we trip the sound cue, not like based on a time or a stage manager call. It's like every night, when that that unit gets to this point on stage, we're going to trip that sound cue. So you're taking stage managers out of work, <laughs> simplifying no, no. their work, yeah, yeah, making, they just it
2: <laughs> making it a little easier. We're on the, the union the side. The technicians pushing <laughs> boxes. Now it's the stage
4: managers. You guys are monsters.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: No, it's really cool though. It's awesome. And then there's another side to the OSE. What uh, integration? What you say? Another <laughs> oh. side. Tell me about that, Mike.
3: What? Uh, well, so we can also stream position data. What via OSC now?
0: Wait, that's like the watch out stuff, right?
3: It's like watch out stuff, but a
0: little bit easier. Ah, yeah,
3: (laughs) (laughs) nice. (laughs) Uh, It's actually, I think, uh, to be to actually be fair, it's something it gives us another opportunity to actually
0: integrate with um, with more video. And so why would we use this? I mean we were talking about how like we can cue OSC messages. Why would we do this position streaming over OSC?
3: Well, because if we wanted to <clears throat> keep a video tracking along with the wagon that's Trey that's going across the stage.
0: Oh, like pin the projection. Yeah, like pin onto the, the projection onto
3: the moving object. Yeah, whether it's crossing the stage, spinning
2: around on a turntable, lifting up and
3: down. So
2: it sounds like it's, it's like projection mapping. It's in the same world of, I want this to stay on that surface.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it ties it together, much like the Watch Out UDP. But um, but in this particular case, QLab, which a lot of people are using for video these days, did not accept that as an input value. Right. And so it wasn't possible to do right. with QLab. with QLab, which is a very popular piece of software. It's great Very popular stuff. piece yeah. of software. And as it turns out, even though... It works with watch out it and D three could also do it. They didn't really like doing it. Right. Um,
0: and so they they much prefer Posi StageNet. Right. Yeah, and before we get to Posi yeah. StageNet, I just wanted to we, mention too that Isadora, which is another uh, projection media software thing, the media server projection <laughs> mapper thing. <laughs> we do automation. Yeah, I'm really we're video guys now. Guy.
4: Can you hear it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but they speak OSC and have mm-hmm. a lot of OSC integration. And when we were testing, we were testing primarily with QLab. But we said, you know, let's just check and see how hard is this to map over to Isadora. And it was uh, not not only not hard, like there was nothing to do. We just like changed the UD, the, changed the OSC message format and whoop, it worked right away in Isadora. So yeah. the beauty of a standardized protocol, right? Yeah, it's awesome. And then as you were alluding to, uh, Posi StageNet. Yeah, so we started out, we started down
3: this whole journey by implementing Posi StageNet for a project. Yeah. Um, and Posi StageNet is another position data information for media servers. I think it was, um, somebody's probably going to be mad at me about this, but I think it was made by some Canadian company about position tracking for people and people and
0: things right in space. Yeah, and then the Grand MA people got involved, yep. and it do, did a lot of heavy lifting on the protocol development, too. And so we did this
3: crazy job for some folks up in Canada, and they wanted PSN output.
0: Yeah. Because it was this big
3: spinning box that opened up.
0: And yeah, and it had to have
3: projection mapping on it. Projection mapping on it. And um, and so we did that, and then the folks from D3, Disguise, were like, holy holy crap, when did you do that? We just
0: saw it on the like. Right. We just saw it on the PSN website. <laughs> yeah, because the PSN folks asked yeah. if they could put our logo up on their website. We're like, yes, yeah. anytime, <laughs> yes. We would love that. <laughs> and,
3: and the folks from Disguise were like, oh, hey, this is awesome. We love PSN, and this is the only thing we ever want to do for position data.
0: Right, because they had, up until then, been writing separate drivers for each automation mm-hmm. system to figure out how to get data in. And they're like, yes, please just use a standard format. Yeah.
3: And in the same, like, within the same week or two weeks that we released it, that Disguise did that, the, um, the folks from, um, uh, the folks from uh, who was Sharf weisberg Who Sharf Scharf-Weisberg? Oh. New uh, World, World Stage. Stage. Um, reached out to us and said, hey, what do you guys do for position data? Because we're doing a big show and we need to figure it out. And then, the, like, two days after that, the video programmer reached out to us. hey their (laughs) microphones are bigger than our microphones hey Mm -hmm. we need a better board Um, uh reached out to me about um how to do psn input into d3 boom and so they're running it out in california right now that's fantastic yeah just like they were like hey that's cool we got
0: it what awesome (laughs) awesome So some sweet stuff. Some sweet stuff. And that stuff is all available as of Spike Mark 4.3. That's when the OSC features came in. That's live on the website. Spike Mark is still... the most awesome free automation software you can find. (laughs) Excuse me for a second. Let me go take care of their microphone problem. (laughs) But just go grab it, download it, check it out. Um, All that OSC integration stuff also works in simulator mode. So if you're just kind of curious and you want to play around with, you know, QLab is also a free download. Uh, They have a great free version. You can download both of those pieces of software and just try tying them together and see, play around, you know, and just... Play with it, see how it works, and I think you'll be really impressed, and hopefully start some creative gears turning in your brain about like, hey, how could we, how could we use these things in a show? So. Yeah. When will
3: we use these things?
0: Yes. <laughs> how soon can I get this on stage? <laughs> well, there the trade show floor is uh, starting to get a little lively and they're doing some mic checks around us and stuff which is distracting. Time for us to go. Time for us to (laughs) go. (laughs) But this was a lot of fun. It was great to finally get more people on the podcast and a chance to do it all in person. Now it's it's time to hand out some swag. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time to hand out some swag. So thanks everyone for listening. We will catch you on the next one which is guaranteed to be within one year.
4: (laughs) 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 Until next time. See ya. Let's do a little test.
0: I thought the stands would work out, but they're just too. But too far away. Yeah, too far away.
2: Or, or I have to lean in. Right. Yeah, too be you sound good. I want an ear monitor. Okay. <laughs> <I> wanna, Next <laughs> time, something fancy. <laughs>
0: Pump live, the vocals for me. I can't. Uh, do uh, I'm not I'm hearing. I <laughs> <in, I'm laughs> right.
1: can't hear the drums or drums.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cowbell. Where's the cowbell? <laughs>
4: More cowbell. <laughs> More, More cowbell. cowbell. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm the> only. <laughs> <coughs>
0: All right, so Mike, say something. Your mother was a hamster. Yes, <laughs> the <smelt of> <laughs> <laughs> Nicole.
1: Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, we'll in your All right,
0: you should get closer though.
1: Really close. Yeah, that's super a good close. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yep. Good. That's good. Because otherwise, you start coming in more like you're splitting up between Mike and your mic. Mike. Mm. Oh. Mike's mic Mike and Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike. <laughs> so I can Mike's. block it. <laughs> <laughs> Pete sounds good. Okay. Great. <clears throat>